0: Uh, do we receive the Holy Spirit when we get born again or when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit? Now I believe that we receive the Holy Spirit when we get born again because it's really the Holy Spirit uh, who imparts your new nature, your born-again nature. you see uh, the, the Bible says that we're uh, that, that, that we're regenerated by the Holy Spirit. That's Titus chapter three verse five. And so I believe everyone who's born again, who's born of the Spirit already has the Holy Spirit. But there's a distinction between now being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit or baptized in the Spirit uh, because to be baptized means to be immersed, you see. And so there's a difference between the Holy Spirit dwelling in you as a born-again believer and the Holy Spirit really filling you, immersing you. Uh, his power beginning to be active in your life, you see. And so I believe he said receive the Holy Ghost uh, because at that point they got born again and so they received to some degree the Holy Ghost but not yet uh, the full measure. Look at Acts chapter 1 uh, verse 8. Uh, another way to interpret that uh, scripture there in John is is that what Jesus was, was saying, he was saying to receive the Holy Spirit uh, once he would be given. And so that's another way you can interpret that that verse. He breathed on them, and then he said, "Receive the Holy Spirit, as as He will be given." But guys, no matter how you interpret it, I want you to see there were two distinct experiences here. Jesus breathing on them was them being born again. Uh, it's really, it's really God. I believe it was God breathing His life, His Spirit into theirs. Praise God! You see. And, and, and remember in genesis uh the bible said in genesis chapter 2 that god breathed into the nostrils of man the breath of life and so you'll see that the breath oftentimes is is synonymous with the spirit and so they were born again but they were not yet filled with the spirit they were not yet baptized in the spirit now look at acts 1 8. Uh, acts 1 8 takes place right before uh, Jesus ascends to the Father. And so this was after the experience we just read in John chapter 20, Acts 1 8, is Jesus speaking and he says, But you shall receive power, glory be to God, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And so, guys, he, he, he just breathed on them, said, Receive the Holy Ghost. But now he's saying, uh, There's an additional experience now. He says, You'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And so there was another experience coming. An experience where they would receive power and he says and and you shall be witnesses after you receive the holy the baptism of the holy spirit he says you shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all of judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth and now let's look at acts chapter two we're just going to study this uh uh verse by verse here uh look at what the scripture says amen acts chapter two glory be to god now what is Uh, This uh, second experience of the Holy Spirit uh, with the Holy Spirit look like? Well, let's uh, start here reading here in verse 1. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they, speaking of the disciples, were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, As of a rushing mighty wind, glory be to God. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And verse 4, this is what I want you to see. Verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And watch this, guys. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so they had had an experience of Jesus breathing on them. Now there was a second experience where the Bible says uh, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the evidence that came was they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Remember, the Spirit is the one giving the utterance. But we were the ones who have to open our mouth and actually uh, do the talking. Amen. And so this was really uh, where the disciples received uh, their power. And guys, I want you to understand uh, the tremendous transformation that took place as a result. You know, up, up until that, we just read uh, the disciples were, were hiding out for fear of the Jews, uh, fear of persecution. But guys, if you, if you keep studying your Acts chapter 2 and, and 3, that the, the next uh, chapters, you'll see uh, there was a tremendous change that took place. Uh, all of a sudden they weren't afraid anymore uh, all of a sudden the first thing Peter did was he started to preach uh, boldly uh, uh, Declaring that Jesus was was the Messiah And there were like 3,000 people that got saved as a result you see so so what I want you to see is this this transformation that will happen in your life as a result of you receiving The baptism in the Holy Spirit receiving this grace gift of speaking in other tongues now some people will say well Alex that might be for some but I don't know I'm just not that far in the faith I'm a new believer Uh, that has nothing to do with that guys you see when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit what it is is it's his ability that now flows out through you and so it has nothing to do with you you see It doesn't matter if you've been saved for a day or for 50 years. Uh, It's his power and his ability that will begin to flow out through you. And so this is very powerful. Uh, Look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Because some people will say, again, this is an objection that some uh, people have. They'll say, whoa, Alex, yeah, that was a very powerful experience uh, with the disciples, that first uh, Pentecost. But sometimes people will say that that experience was unique to the uh, early disciples. Uh, and, and in other words, that doesn't happen today. And so what I'm getting ready to show you now is that this is actually a pattern. And what I'm talking about is that there there are two experiences, the experience of being born again and then being baptized in the Spirit. That is a pattern that continues uh, throughout Scripture. Look at Acts chapter 8, uh, starting in verse uh, 12. Acts chapter uh, 8, starting uh, in in verse 12, let me just uh, get, yeah, okay, there we go. Acts chapter 8, verse 12, uh, talks about a group of people who, you'll see, they were born again, but then they had a second experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Verse 12 says this, he says, But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. I'll stop right there. Let's break this down. They were baptized. Now what baptism is this talking about? You see, there's different baptisms, guys. There's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And obviously we know uh, that there's the, uh, the water baptism. Amen. And then there's also something that the Bible refers to as being baptized into the body of Christ. Now you're baptized into the body of Christ the moment you're born again. You see, because when you're born again, uh, you're born into the body of Christ. And so there's uh, instances in scripture where the scripture talks about being baptized into the body of Christ. Now, then there's this baptism that this verse 12 is talking about, which is the water baptism. In other words, that's you being baptized in water. Uh, And again, uh, being baptized in water is not necessary in order for you to be saved but it is recommended in other words uh we ought to all be baptized uh in 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 water uh the reason for that is is really just because it's a it's a profession of our faith uh it's it's a it's a public uh display of, of our faith and and really when you're baptized in the water that is symbolic of what happened to you uh when you got born again in other words you, you, the old self goes down into the water you come out of the water and now you're the new self that the born again you you see the past is gone all things have become new and so that's recommended and that's what they what's that's what happened here in other words they believed philip now now what did they believe let's break it down he said they believed philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of god and the name of jesus christ and so in other words they believed on jesus they heard the gospel guys and so they heard the gospel and they believed well uh, in other words they, they got saved they got born again because acts chapter 16 verse 31 says is the, the the Philippian prison guard saying what must I do to be saved Paul said uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved and your house and they believe they'll be saved as well and so and so we can deduce then, guys that these people were saved they were born again and as a result makes sense they were baptized in water and so he says but when they believed philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of god and the name of jesus christ they were baptized in water both men and women verse 13 says then simon himself believed also uh, and when he was baptized uh, he continued with philip and wondered uh, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done verse 14 says, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. In other words, they heard that they'd received Jesus. They heard that there were these people in Samaria uh, who got born again. And so what did they do? It says, they sent unto them Peter and John, verse 15, look at this now, verse 15 says, who when they were come down, guys, check it out, who when they were come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And so, guys, what we see here is a group of people that were born again, because they believed on Jesus, that what says what we just read, they were baptized in water, but they had not received the Holy Ghost. And so what I'm saying is. We see the same pattern that we saw with the early, the first disciples. In other words, born again, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, or filled with the Holy Spirit, are two distinct experiences. And so he says in verse 16, For as yet he, the Holy Spirit, was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Water baptism. Verse 17, Then Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. And so, two distinct experiences. Now, the Bible says they received the Holy Ghost. And uh, again, there's that question, when do we receive the Holy Ghost? Now, I believe that technically we receive the Holy Ghost when we get born again. Well, then why does he say here they received the Holy Spirit? Well, what uh, what I believe about this is... I haven't heard anybody else preach it this way. I'm not saying nobody's ever taught it like this, but this is kind of what I believe is that the receiving of the Holy Spirit here is, is it's a welcoming of the Holy Spirit. You see, any time that you receive something from God, God has made it available, but you got to welcome it in your life. This is why I say... We never pray to try to get god to do anything no we make ourselves available guys to what the finished works of jesus have already provided in other words as a believer you want to live in a way where you're available for healing amen you're available for uh the provisions of god to show up in your life you're available for the favor of god to show up in your life and so i believe that this is um is literally a welcoming of the holy spirit you see the holy spirit Uh, is a gentleman he's not going to impose himself upon you that's another thing people are concerned well alex if i get filled with the holy spirit uh i might not be able to control it you know (laughs) in other words you know i i want to you know seem weird or out there well guys no what did i say earlier a lot of people have unfortunately misrepresented this grace gift of the holy spirit and praying in tongues (laughs) but you see um, you thinking that he's just going to take you over, you know? And it was like you're being possessed by the Holy Spirit. No, that's not what it is. You see, um, you know, sometimes you'll 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 be led by the Spirit to pray in tongues. This actually happens to me a lot, guys. Uh, sometimes I'll just I'll just have this impulse to pray in the Holy Spirit, but it's not like I can't control it, is what I'm saying. And so you don't have to be concerned that when you're filled with the Spirit, one day you're going to be in the grocery store. And you just walk up to the register or grab the mic and start talking on the intercom to the whole store in tongues (laughs) you know Uh, that's not going to happen you see uh and so and so he's never he's never just going to impose himself upon you and so this is why i believe we have to receive the holy spirit in in, in, as a separate experience of being born again in other words we have to we have to receive him you see uh if if i have a hundred dollar bill i hold it out i just made it available uh, but in order for that transaction to be complete, uh, you got to receive it. <laughs> in other words, you got to reach out and grab it. And so I, I, I literally believe that this could ju- really just mean that, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit at this point is, is just I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming him. You see, I'm receiving him now into my life, and I'm 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 receiving him, and I'm I'm literally now uh, giving him uh, permission uh, to take over uh, my life, to take charge over my life, uh, to begin to guide me. Uh, you see, uh, to begin to be uh, dominant in my life. You see what I'm saying? And so, and so that's I I believe what this is is uh, talking about. Now, someone says, "Well, Alex, did they pray in tongues in this instance?" Uh, do we have to pray in tongues every time we, we get filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, look at verse 18. Uh, verse 17 said, they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 18 says, talking about this guy, Simon, says, and when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, uh, he offered the money. <laughs> and, and and of course, Peter uh, went on to, to rebuke him and and, and and there's all that. But, but what I want, want to show you is, well, there must have been some outward sign in order for this Simon guy to see that they received the Holy Ghost. And so being consistent with Scripture, guys, being consistent with the pattern of Scripture that we're seeing we can assume that even though the Bible does not record that they spoke with other tongues, we can deduce that Simon saw they received the Holy Ghost because he saw and he witnessed them praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, praying in the Holy Ghost is called uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues. In other words, uh, praying in tongues is the initial evidence that a person has been Uh, Filled with the spirit and so so that's what I believe happened here. And if we had time we could look at other instances here in the book of Acts uh, Where you see? uh, The same thing happening people are receiving the Holy Spirit. They began to uh, pray in tongues now uh, In the few minutes we have left and and I'll just continue this next uh, Wednesday uh, head head on over uh, to first Corinthians chapter 14 uh, verse 14 1st uh, Corinthians 14 14 is uh, so I want to now address what exactly is praying in the Holy Spirit why is it so powerful what exactly is going on when we're praying in the Holy Spirit 1st Corinthians uh, 14 uh, 14 now uh, simply put what happens is when we pray in our heavenly prayer language As I said earlier, what happens is it's that's the it's the born-again part of us, our spirit, who is doing the praying. And when your spirit is praying, Holy Spirit is giving the utterance, Holy Spirit is praying through you, and at the same time your born-again spirit is praying. Um what what what, what's so powerful about it is is that when you when you pray in, in your heavenly prayer language, we say we saw earlier you're praying the perfect will of God. And you're praying the perfect will of God guys free from the interference of your mind remember Paul said now we know in part he's talking about the knowledge we have in our minds it's in part so I was saying you know no matter how much you think you know our knowledge is very limited you see our brains are minuscule compared to God (laughs) that's why it's crazy when people try to uh, you know come up with all these arguments against God, like you with your little peanut brain, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but our brains are little peanut brains, okay, Uh, compared to God, uh, you with your little peanut brain would never be able to comprehend the full scale of God. You see, God is infinite, guys. Sometimes we gotta take God out of the little box that we put him in, Uh, you know, take God out of that little religious box, God is infinite. There's always more to learn about God. I believe the revelation in Scripture is perfect, but guys, how many know the Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord? And so what I'm saying is there's things about God that we don't know, that we will never know, uh, because I believe, personally, I believe we wouldn't be able to comprehend it right now. And so that's what Paul is saying. When that which is perfect has come, that's when we see him face to face. We're no longer limited the way we're limited now, but you see, now we're limited by this mind that we have, and by being in in the flesh, being in this in this in this um, in this realm, in this fallen uh, uh, physical realm, and so we're limited. But man, when your spirit is praying, you're praying without limitations, you see, and so you're praying the perfect will of God, free from the limitations of the mind, guys. Uh, that is a very powerful. Uh, now look at uh, verse uh, fourteen. And I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much almost out of time here. Uh, guys, I don't know, time just flies. I don't know if it's just me, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Time just speeds up, I guess, when you get into the Word, amen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, uh, he says here, and we'll just continue next Wednesday, like I said. First um, Corinthians 14, 14 says, Paul speaking here to the Corinthians, he says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue... So in other words, when I pray in an unknown tongue, now let's let's break it down. First of all, it's it's prayer. When you speak in an unknown tongue, that's prayer. He says, "When I pray in an unknown tongue, there it is. My spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful." And so it's the spirit that's doing the praying, free from from the limitations of of the mind. And guys, uh, as I'll show you next week. Uh, praying in the Holy Spirit is one of the most powerful ways to intercede is that the, the highest form of Intercession is praying in the Holy Ghost Because you don't understand what you're saying. You know what? Satan doesn't understand it either You see that the reason that Satan has tried so hard to discredit Praying in the Spirit and and the baptism in the Holy Spirit is because he's terrified of it guys He's terrified of it as long as Satan can keep you in religion uh, he's got people believers powerless in a sense but man when you pray in the Holy Ghost you pray about things you don't know about you're praying the perfect will of God even the enemy doesn't understand what you're praying and so watch this you're not limited by your mind and so your own doubts don't get into the way uh, and I'll show you this next week as well that when you pray in the Holy Spirit You always want to, just like any regular prayer, you want to pray believing that you receive what you're praying for. Someone said, Alex, I don't know what I'm praying for. Friend, it doesn't matter. You're praying the perfect will of God. And so you believe that you receive every time you pray in the Holy Spirit. I'll show you next week where the Bible talks about when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we release most holy faith. Most holy faith. Not just faith, most holy faith. For those things to come to pass and so it's extremely powerful Uh, look at verse 15 and we'll finish here for tonight Uh, verse 15 uh, says this he says what is it then i will pray with the spirit and i will pray with the understanding also i will sing with the spirit and i will sing with the understanding also and so what he's saying is is uh, there's a there's a time for both there's a time to pray in the spirit and there's a time for you to pray with your understanding. And so what we're saying is we're not saying that praying of the Holy Spirit is gonna take the place of you praying with the understanding. You praying with the understanding is you praying in your regular language, uh, whether that's English or maybe you're watching and you you, you have another language that you speak in. And so that's you praying in the understanding. And so what he's saying is there's a time for both. It's not like this thing, well, I pray with the understanding. Well, Alex, you know, I pray the Holy Spirit. No, no, it's, it's, there's a time for both, you see. There's a time for both. I want you to just really see today the power of uh, praying in the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God.